0: Assalamu alaikum alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa Welcome to today's podcast from Haat Academy. I'm Shahna and today I want to introduce to you one of the eminent scholars, jurist, and ascetic of the Umayyad period. His name is Imam Hassan al-Basri. I don't know how many of you have heard of him, but for those who have never heard of him, let me give you a brief introduction. Hassan al-Basari who was one of the most renowned Tabi'in. So who are the Tabi'in? The Tabi'in are the uh, the scholars or the generation who came after the death of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they are the students of the Sahabas. Okay, so they have never seen the Prophet themselves but they are the students of the Sahabas. So, as one of the students of the Sahabas in Medina, Hassan al-Basri who amassed knowledge of the deen that spurred him into becoming a scholar of the highest caliber. If you talk about his childhood, he was born in Medina and his mother was actually a bondswoman, a former bondswoman of Umm Salama, who is the, one of Prophet's, uh, Prophet's wife. So he was literally brought up in the Prophet's household. And his father was also uh, one of the former bondsmen of Zayd bin Thabit. And Zayd bin Thabit is one of the seven sahabas uh, who was selected to compile the Holy Quran. So his his childhood was... uh, in between these renowned uh, Sahabas and so he had a golden opportunity to learn about Islam and its teaching directly from those great uh, teachers and companions of Rasulullah so he had directly interacted with Uthman bin Affan and Abdullah bin Umar and Ali bin Abi Talib whose personality and fluency left a special impression in his character. So around the age of fourteen or fifteen, his family moved to Basra, which is in Iraq, and there that is where he got his surname, uh, Al Basiri From that means he's from, uh, you know, Hassan Al Basri, the one who is from Iraq from, from Basra. So and Basra at that time was one of the major urban centers of culture in the Islamic Empire, and it was one of the biggest city of knowledge. He used to hold large classes in the Grand Mosque of Basra where he taught the people Quran and Hadith and Fiqh. And he had uh, wide circles of disciples and students, and he was a renowned and brilliant orator. So when uh, he used to have discussions with uh, different scholars of his time and he was always advising the rulers and governors and he did not fear them and he did not fear what they thought of him or um, and how they behaved with him because he used to severely criticize the rulers uh, for their uh, politics and later on he became a close friend and advisor of Khalifa Omar bin Abdulaziz who loved him and consulted him on various state affairs He was once asked, what is the secret behind your piety? So he replies, four things. He said, the first is that I know no one else can take my risk or my provisions, so my heart is content. The second is that I know no one else will perform good deeds or actions on my behalf, so I do it myself. The third, I know that Allah is always watching me or seeing me so I feel embarrassed or ashamed to sin in front of him. And lastly, I know that death is awaiting me, so I'm always preparing to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many quotes attributed to Hasan al-Basri but these are some of the six things that he said which I find is very much important and relevant to all of us. He said that the heart becomes corrupted through six means. Number one, committing a sin in hope of repenting. That means you're planning to repent and you commit the sin because you feel that, okay, I will repent after committing the sin. The second one is seeking knowledge and not applying it. So, Productive utilization of knowledge. This is something which is very important. Not amassing knowledge and amassing knowledge, but we don't use it Or, You know, knowledge in Islam is something which we have to acquire, utilize, and disseminate. It should not be stagnant. And the third thing he said is practice without sincerity. And fourth, eating the sustenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without appreciating Him. The fifth, not being pleased with one's destiny and the sixth burying the dead without learning from them there are many incidents from the life of hassan al basri but i would like to bring attention to one particular one it is said that one night when imam hassan al basri was praying tahajjud prayers he heard some noise in his house but he proceeded to complete his prayer Afterwards, when he turned around, he saw that a man had entered his house. He was a thief and the thief repeatedly demanded the imam to give him something of value. So Hazul al-Basari responded that he did not have anything of material value, but the thief was insistent that you need to give me something. So what this imam does is that he says that, okay, I will give you something, but you have to do what I ask you to do. Then he told the thief to make wudu and pray two rakahs of tahajjud with him. As al-Basri asked the man if he got something after the prayer. The thief said yes. He said that the two rakahs he was able to pray was the means of peace and reflection for him. And this momentary reconnection with Allah is what jolted him to make tawbah and to make amends from his ways. Now this story with the thief it illustrates how he used to deal with people. al Abbasidi was known for his incredible oratory skills. Yet he did not lecture or criticize the thief. Rather, he asked the thief to pray to recuse with him. So we have to understand that not every individual can be spurred into practicing or. Imp- growing their iman through lecture or conference. Some people, especially those who are struggling the most, need a friend who will take their hand and guide them. Can that process be long and grueling? Yes, sometimes. But for that individual to have some clarity and closeness with Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is a worth effort that is worth taking and it is the patience that you put into it. Hassan al-Basari died at the age of 89 at Basra. And it is said that the entire population of Basra attended his funeral. May Allah Almighty shower his blessings on his soul. Thank you and have a great day.